Hello, and welcome to season three of Fizzy Kids, the podcast. I am your host, Ali Fanshaw, and this is the show where we talk about relearning to be the parents our fizzy kids need us to be. So guys, how the devil are you? It's so good to be back in the recording studio, uh, or my little study that uh, acts as a recording studio. Uh, I've really missed hosting these podcasts, actually, and thank you for your feedback on season one and season two. The fact that they've now had over 2,000 listens tells me that they're still proving useful. So don't forget, you can find all of our past podcast episodes and newsletters, as well as signing up for anything new on our website, www.fizzykids.co.uk. You can also follow us at The Fizzy Kids on Instagram or Facebook. And really excitingly, actually, we've just launched our first online on-demand training course. So you can learn anytime, anywhere. Search for school-run parenting courses on Udemy, Baby Sparks and Skill Success. Or actually, if you prefer audio training courses, you can also find us on Spotify and Apple Music. We've tried to keep the courses super affordable. So they're around about £15 for two hours of training, but they're in really short, sharp bursts. So you literally should be able to listen to one of the lectures on a school run, on your commute, or if you're just having a coffee break. So there's lots of discounts on those sites too. Just watch out for them when you've got the time. And please, please leave reviews. If you do join us on those, it's the best way for us to reach and help as many parents who are struggling with their fizzy kids as possible. Okay, so season three. Season three is going to be all about going back to our roots. So relearning our parenting language. And at the end of this podcast, I'm going to share a bit of an insight from a mum who has a child with learning difficulties, who joined the Fizzy Kids Parenting Language Revolution, as I like to call it. And she gives a real life example of how it worked for her and how it worked for her child during one really tough situation. It can just be so powerful. You know, that quote that if any of you follow me, I I always say it, Carl Albrecht, change your language and you change your thoughts but it really can be so powerful. So what do I actually mean by a parenting language? Well, those of you who have followed me for a while will know that I've been on a crazy journey of better understanding my two kids who have learning difficulties and higher emotional needs. So in our house, we have a mashup of autistic spectrum disorder, dyspraxia, sensory processing disorder, post-traumatic stress disorder, neurodevelopmental trauma and reactive attachment disorder and yes I've only got two kids so that means we have a lot going on and I know that those of you who follow us will probably be in in quite a similar situation to some degree so day-to-day life with kids who have such complex needs can be very very exhausting and trying And I always like to talk about how I started on this journey, because I think that sharing our story will only help to encourage others to share theirs too. So it was only a few years ago that I was sitting in a doctor's surgery about to agree to a prescription of antidepressants because I was at such a low point. It just felt like I was out of control. My kids were out of control. And our family dynamics were totally pushing us apart. It was kind of like two North Poles of a magnet. And what came out of that low point was a real light bulb moment that I had to get back in control of myself in order to help my kids get back in control of themselves. So that old saying, put your own life jacket on first. 
So it started with me and of course Fizzy Husband, who many of you will heard on my will have heard on my podcast previously. So we went on all the courses and we read all the books and we did research and we met therapists and we understood that there was a whole different way of potentially parenting children out there that we just were not aware of before. But honestly, nothing really helped us tangibly change what we were doing in our day-to-day lives. So it was really interesting, all this stuff about mindful parenting, intentional parenting, respectful parenting, responsive parenting, look beyond the behavior is what they said. And I was like, what? You know, what does that mean? What does that even mean? And someone was like, just don't take it so personally. I was like, really? But it feels so bloody personal when they're throwing toy cars at me, right? And then I think someone else said to me, you need to learn to connect before you correct. I was like, seriously, I I have no idea what you are talking about. And I guess, you know, all of these behaviors that you see from your child, these big, challenging behaviors, they feel like a reflection on who you are as a person and as a parent and your ability to control your child and bring them up in a respectful way. So once we really started digging deeper, we quickly understood the fact that we were parenting our kids in the way that we were parented. And the problem with that is that our kids are not us. So um, now I know that kids who are adopted are genetically not really us. But I guess what I mean here is that our kids are different of us, regardless of who their genetics come from. And if you have a child with a diagnosed or undiagnosed additional or special need, or even just a child who's really sensitive or has a higher emotional need because of their personality or some kind of traumatic event that may have happened in their lives, then they may well need parenting differently because their brains are quite simply wired differently to ours. So understanding and having wisdom about our child's needs and brains is the first step, but then what? This, I guess, is where the parenting language came to life for me. In short, the language I was talking to them was not a language that their brains were tuned into. It was basically like we were talking two different languages. We were exchanging words, but not communication and most definitely not learning. My words and actions were actually triggering their primary brain, their survival mode, or as we like to call it at Fizzy Kids, their fizziness. So I had to find a way to learn a language that spoke to their brains in a way that either stopped them moving into their primary instinctive survival brain and led them into flight, fright or freeze mode, or a language that helped them to move back from that primary brain into their secondary and thinking brain more quickly and more effectively. Because whilst they and me were in their primary survival brains, there was only one outcome. And that is why we were a family in chaos, because all we were seeing was dysregulation, meltdowns, trauma, shouting, aggression, and ultimately potentially family breakdown, which is not what we wanted in the slightest. So our language, the language and way we were communicating and interacting with our children based on these traditional parenting strategies were leading to these bigger feelings and these bigger behaviours. 
So then I started re-looking at the courses and the books and speaking to the therapists and the professionals. And what I started to realize is that buried deep in these texts of books, buried deep in these training courses, somewhere underneath the layer of therapeutic outcomes that we were dealing with with the therapists, were actually these phrases and this idea of language and communicating with our kids in different situations. And when I read them in the context of now understanding the fact that my brain was wired differently to my kids, I guess they really started to speak to me. So I picked one and I tried it one day. It was from this amazing book by Amber Bullen called Why Can't My Child Behave? It is written with traumatized fostered or adoptive children in mind but honestly the language could work with any child who has higher emotional needs. She suggested that when a child was getting angry you should say this, wow you're really angry right now and it's all about something that mummy did. It's okay to be angry. So I wrote this phrase down on a scrap of paper and I literally put it in my back pocket and I pulled it out one day when something was happening. And I think my youngest was kicking off at bath time again. Um, And I said this phrase, I literally read it off this bit of paper and it worked. It was like it took the fight out of him and he had nowhere to go with his anger. I hadn't told him to calm down, which never worked anyway. It was almost like I'd done the opposite. I told him not to calm down. I told him that it was okay to feel angry. And over time, I started to realize that we don't necessarily want our kids to stop being angry or stop being sad or stop being annoyed or frustrated. I mean, we can't anyway, because those are all perfectly normal human emotions. What we do want is to help our kids learn to deal with those emotions in a better way. And this is really important for highly sensitive kids or neurodiverse kids who might really struggle to regulate their emotions. So in season one, I covered some key emotions where a fizzy kid may show big feelings, such as anger, anxiety, and also how to prevent inducing shame in our children with the language that we use. And we talked through some alternative phrases, some language that we could use in those big moments. And that's where our first courses, our school run parenting courses have really focused too. So if you do wanna pick up on some of those phrases that we went through in those first few podcasts, do go, as I say, onto Udemy, Baby Sparks, Skill Success, and you'll be able to access those courses and learn, start to learn some of the phrases in more detail. So season three, we're going to move on from anger and anxiety and shame. And we're going to focus on phrases we can use with our kids when they're showing big behaviours. So I'm talking about hitting, hurting, lying, hyperactivity and more. And to end this little intro to the new season, I want to share a quick audio from an amazing lady called Madeline, who's followed me on Instagram for a while. Because the amazing thing about me being on this journey is that so many of you are on it with me. And she left me a voice message one day, probably nearly made me cry, I think. Uh, And it was after a really difficult day that her autistic son had had at school. And she explained how she had reacted to some of his big behaviours and what the outcome was. Here she is now. 
Hi Ali, I hope you're well. I just wanted to share an experience that I had yesterday. I've been following you for a while and um, really taking on board your advice about changing parenting language and the strategies that you share. And yesterday was a really great example. Uh, we've just moved from a city to a regional town and my son is seven years old. He's autistic and he has ADHD and he's really struggling with the transition, especially after being in lockdown in Melbourne for so long. Um, so he hasn't even been in school and he's really angry about the move and doesn't want to be here. So the transition to a new school is really hard for him. And this is week two. And I got a call from the principal yesterday saying that he had had a bit of a meltdown and ended up punching a teacher, which he's never done before. Um, and this was about midday and they, you know, got him to write an apology letter to the teacher and use some strategies to help calm him. And he managed to finish the day, which is really good. And when I went and picked him up, he was really, really down and I you know, asked him how he was going and he said, Mum, you have done something really mean and I can't tell you what it is. And after trying to, to talk to him about it, I said, look, I, I probably already know what it is. I got a call from the principal and I know you hit a teacher and his, he was just sort of waiting for what I would say and I just said to him, you know what I thought when the principal called? I said, I thought well, you must be so scared and so, so angry to have done something like that. I really just wished I was there in that moment to give you a hug. And the look on his face, he, it was just such a weight off his shoulders that he knew that I was there to support him and understand him instead of giving him a lecture or coming down on him like a ton of bricks. So I really felt like you were there guiding me um, and I was really happy to have that sort of information in my toolkit um, because it was just such a beautiful moment of connection where I could tell that he felt you know, loved and supported and um, didn't feel isolated or shameful for what he had done. So thanks again. Um, and, yeah, I'm just really appreciative of everything that you share. Guys, thanks so much for listening to our first episode of the new season. We'll be back shortly when we start delving into the world of a new parenting language to help deal with some of those really big behaviours. Until then, keep deep that face.